0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: I am happy and I am safe. I have found a sense of balance and peace. Made a good.
2: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 218 of Getting It Out podcast. That was Permanent Mistakes with Permanent Mistakes off of their debut EP Permanent Mistakes. Actually, I don't know what it's called, but I imagine it's probably self-titled. It's coming out on A389 Records later this year and features current and ex members of Pulling Teeth, Integrity, Exhumed, Noisem. What? Does any of that make sense? So far, it doesn't. Let's keep going. State drugs? Dead mechanical? Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Alright, you get what my point is. It's uh, fellas from a lot of different bands coming together to make a melodic hardcore punk band that you just heard. And uh, I've heard a lot of it, and it's very cool. And I'm excited for the rest of the world to hear it too, but you gotta wait. Uh, You don't get that privilege. Only uh, studious people like me. Studious? I don't think I meant the word studious, but I'm keeping it in there. Studious. I study music that's right that's what i do i don't waste time i don't procrastinate while i do other things i don't drown out the rest of the world that's not what i do i'm studying music right you are too but you're gonna do that with me here on this episode of getting it out podcast as i've got a cool conversation with chris bavaria and josh howard of no heads on this episode of getting it out podcast so why waste time let's go let's do the short intro
1: Pick it. Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the places we've been. We never sitting it out, we be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I all the places we've been. We never sitting it out, we we'll be getting it in. Where you
2: getting it out? Get in, in, out. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this episode. Let's talk about some stuff. Let's talk about punk music. I don't talk about punk music too often on the podcast, though I always uh, mention it in my uh, in my listening habits. And it's true. I do love punk music and always have. It's what got me started on all of this, if we're being honest. Sure, there was heavy music uh, aplenty in the early 90s when I really started to um, make my tastes. But uh, the, the first CD that really got me into like underground stuff which probably wouldn't be considered totally underground anymore, was a Punkorama CD, volume two point one that came with my pair of Simon Woodstock sneakers. It was bands like Pennywise, H two O, Descendants, Bad Religion, Rancid, you know, those those types of bands. Bands we're all familiar with. Bands that are always important in formative years, right? And then from there I went deeper, but that started with local shows because that's and and ironically that's as deep as you can get because it was just uh shitty local bands shitty local bands in a good way shitty local punk rock bands in a good way which honestly really is as obscure as you can get i don't care about some uh, third wave japanese crust punk band that i don't know about from the early 90s it doesn't matter to me what does matter to me is the obscure you've never heard of it band like uh i don't know think about to the to the, when i was going total disregard or heads held high or like the bands from the lower part of the flyers in my local punk rock scene because those were the ones that mattered to me. I don't remember if they were any good. They probably weren't. But I do remember their shows. Um, I don't think I have any recordings from any of them. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But that's the, that's my point. Everything I'm into now came from then. I wouldn't have gone to see Striking Distance and Desperate Measures and Warren Thin and all the great hardcore bands on Youngblood Records. If, it, if they weren't playing with Cranked Up, who was advertised as Pat from Violent Society's other band. I wouldn't have gone to that show. And then I did. And I found this other subgenre. Of music that I fell in love with and ran away with that, right? I wouldn't have uh, gone to see some of, a lot of the bands that I saw when I was a kid if it wasn't for punk rock music, so I'm glad to be doing another punk rock episode because I couldn't tell you the last time I did. To my best memory, it's when I had David Rodriguez on from The Casualties, and that was like 200 episodes ago, so it's about time. On this episode, I got Chris Bavaria and Josh Howard from No Heads. No Heads is based out of both Richmond Virginia and Pennsylvania how does that work the internet stupid you can do that any way you want now both these guys also happen to be kinda of local to me and at least me when I was a kid so there's a little bit of a local talk in there you'll get through it don't worry but first I'm gonna play you a track for the new EP Concrete and Steel it is the song Concrete and Steel and it is available everywhere April 14th go buy it domestically from grave mistake records and uh, if you're in Europe check out refuse records anyway here it is concrete and steel and then check out our conversation did no head start, and whose fault is it?
3: <laughs> Chris. Po- point the blame at me again, John? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: Your fault. Chris's fault.
3: Yeah, I started it. I'll take the blame uh I want to say 2017. Does that sound right? I don't think so. I don't know. I got a phone <laughs> call from you. 2016 maybe? 2016? Really?
4: Yeah, I, 2016, 2017 is when you called me. And from my understanding, the idea of NoHeads has been in your brain probably for about 20 years.
3: Well, <laughs> not specifically NoHeads, but just doing like a, you know, back to basics street punk band. Uh, yeah, I'm, I moved to Richmond in 2010, 2011, something like that. And then was trying to get something going down here. I finally met up with this dude, Matt, and for a while it was just him and me he was playing drums uh then he suddenly passed away um unexpectedly and it kind of got put on the back burner for a while and then i did i call you before i called fat matt
4: yeah so it was um i just went and dug up because i'm a nerd and have all this stuff saved uh (laughs) so our first uh Time playing with Matt, with large Matt, with Big Matt. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. We all know who talk. We all know Fat Matt. No, no so <laughs> there's been a change in Matt. Oh course. yeah, he's no longer Fat Matt. He's Matt in charge. He's Big Matt. All right. That's, I didn't so, know this. I didn't know. Well, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's in charge. Uh, June 10th, 2017 was our first uh, session together, the oh, three shit. of us uh okay. i believe it was in 2016 because there was quite a, a a while between like you calling me telling me that you had uh you had someone down there and then um then him passing away so so we actually decided to do something else
3: oh right right so i i called you about joining that version of it You're right and then after all that shit happened then understandably i i kind of drop yeah. it for a minute and then let it go. And and then I,
4: I, I suggested that maybe we just talk to the other man. Yeah.
3: yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> well, Kristen, it sounds like you always wanted to do something with Josh, right? Is that is that a correct assumption?
3: I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I don't know. He was the no, apple of you your eye
2: and you needed to have him.
3: You know where Josh and I, you know, obviously Josh and I have known each other forever. Uh, but, you know, i have haven't lived in pennsylvania in a really long time yeah and well hold on wait
2: let's 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 stop there and tell the 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 romantic story of how you guys met how chris and i met yeah oh man
3: similarly to your story about meeting you don't know (laughs) i think i know the first time i saw josh was at uh jubilee day (laughs) in like 1997 uh, when they had, like, the bands play back behind the skate shop there. I missed that. Yeah. It's always that. a skate shop. Yeah. Yeah, be uh, behind Fantastics there. Yeah. I think that was the first time I met you.
2: Okay. When the Gabriel Brothers Plaza? No. Yeah, uh, like downtown Mechanicsburg. Oh, the other Fantastics. The other... Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, so you're, yeah. You, you're from up... You're from there, right, Chris? You're from that direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, see, I was, I was a York guy, so everything is in... In your terms for me, so when you say Fantastics, I'm thinking Gabriel Brothers Plaza off of yeah. Mount Rose.
4: So uh, there was a Fantastic. It's the I believe it's the original Fantastics. Probably, the
2: yeah. One in I the think Camp- it's
4: still there. It's definitely still there. And then they always had bands, and uh you know they set up like street course out behind it every Jubilee Day.
3: And Jubilee Day was a large street fair. In- <laughs> it's the <laughs> largest fair on the <laughs> East Coast. You no, know, it's okay? not. Is that a
4: lie? It, it, It is the truth. Google it right now. Get on the internet. I'm on. We are
2: on it. I'm occupying it. it, Look it up, people. (laughs) So, (laughs) Jubilee Day. So you guys have known each other for a very long time, and you've been playing music not together, but with each other, right? Like playing shows together.
3: You know, Josh. Another Jubilee Day. One of my first bands played with Josh's band, The Scarred, inside the skate shop
4: yeah because it was raining yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: what band was that chris what's that what band were you in then
3: i was in a band called the unwanted that Mm -hmm. you would never have heard no i don't remember that one yeah three shows i think we were very young people at that time yeah i was like 14 or
4: 15 so yeah yeah because i think i was in that band the scarred they were all adults they were all like of age. They were like twenty. They were in their early twenties, and I was fifteen. They they probably would have got in trouble if people would have known. Age doesn't matter in punk. Dude. I I had my first drinks with that band. It was, that was, a long night. I love uh, Man, I still thinking about it. How <laughs> old were you when you joined the virus? Eighteen. I was seven. I uh, seventeen or eighteen. I tried. I was seventeen. Damn. Maybe I was 18. I think I just turned 18. That was
2: terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well then so so you guys knew each other by then, I'm guessing?
4: Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We knew each other from all the bands we were playing with locally, uh, just never playing together um, between like the smaller bands we were in.
3: Uh and then D- MC and I's band D control played with and Fat Matt for that instance uh played right. with virus like a million times so. Yeah, yeah uh
4: and i was i was in a band with uh mc previous to oh yeah true control. so that's kind of like how it all intertwines is we're all like this from the same area and then we kind of just play with the same people but just never played together um
2: what was that pre decontrol virus band called with mc uh with him and i it was called team i
4: generation that's-
2: that's what i thought and uh, i i brought that up because it was funny when i was in college so i didn't go to college well i went to college 2003 whatever um and there, there was a guy also up there from york and that was like the coolest band in tmi generation and that, <laughs> that was, and i was like i know i you know one of those guys yeah it
4: was but, uh that's what mc got his name it's like our claim to fame is that we named mc is that that's it that's all that <laughs> band did <laughs>
2: Nah, one guy I went to college with loved you. So, uh, you know, you, you got to give yourself more credit than that. Um, oh, we do, right? But the, a D-Control, the virus show would be something that I was going to a lot. It felt like uh, when I was a kid. And uh, that's why it's that's why I think it's very cool specifically or particularly for me to see you guys doing this band. Um I thought it was awesome when you came out with uh, Pressure Cracks, right? That's the first album, Pressure Cracks. That was 2019. Yep. So you put it, put in some time if you're saying you really got this thing together in 2017 and didn't release that album until 2019. What was the delay in getting that together? Or would you, was it even, would you even consider it a delay?
3: Uh, I mean, the fact that we lived in two different states didn't help.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, the
4: distance, um, the passing... Uh, a member that i had never met that was it's like a strange thing for me um and i think that at 20 if i'm trying to remember so 2017 uh is when the last virus record came out too and that was full throttle at that moment and i was for me i was i'm i don't know i'm always kind of feel like i'm way too busy and i kind of put my plate too full but at 2017 2018 i would The last virus record had come out, and I was putting out some books, so it was like this other project that was just not—I don't want to say it wasn't priority. It just wasn't getting the attention that it deserved as soon as
3: we also had a a singer. Oh yeah,
2: (laughs) there was a singer. I didn't know that
3: there was there there was a singer who never recorded any vocals, and then we ended up having to sing.
4: Chris Chris had a friend in Richmond that he wanted to sing. And, um, you know, I was I'm I'm very much I I think Chris and I have very much the same personality where we uh, really like control of everything in our (laughs) lives. (laughs) (laughs) And I was really I've been really trying hard to just let go and go with the flow. And Chris presented this idea of like, yeah, we're just going to play big shows. We're going to put out a few. Songs on record, and we'll only have to do it like three or four times a year. And I was like, That sounds great. Sign me up. <laughs> and he had a singer in mind,
3: and you know, he never sang. I never heard him really sing.
4: In yeah. Person. I never right. heard
3: him. I think a part of that time was just, yeah, trying to set up time for him to record vocals, and it just never happened. And then he did, he did do some vocals in the studio, and um, he did a song,
4: maybe two songs. Yeah, I mean, he did some stuff, and we we listened to it, you know. And you know, uh if he's listening, hey bud, I'm sorry <laughs> to talk, <about> <laughs> but just wasn't cutting it. Right, Chris and I had that conversation, and it was like one of those things too. When you know, like when you're three hours apart from each other, and the other guy that's down there isn't cutting it, you're just kind of like. Ugh hell we do we kind of sat on that i think probably for like two or three months just being like well, what are we doing so we were just kind of like let's just do it we're let's just you and i just sing fuck it like you like you know who cares
2: well you guys are both comfortable singing i'd imagine um i know chris for sure because of course the those who remain demo is one okay. of my favorite demos <laughs> i'm you think i'm kidding all right you think i'm kidding but i, I could tell you every lyric from that demo um but uh very bad lyric. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who gives a shit. I didn't know it was bad at the time. I was I was younger than you still am. But uh <laughs> <laughs> um the uh what was he say it's, but around that time Chris are you still his mindset still doing shit is praise still doing shit? you're all, you're in too
3: many bands that I
2: I can't mindset keep track of. Enough.
3: You that was it was done by then? Yeah, Mindset ended uh May 2016. Okay. So Praise was still a band but uh if you know who praises drummer is no anyone knows that (laughs) he's pretty busy we don't do a whole lot because he's super busy (laughs) yeah yeah. um yeah so this was kind of our i don't want to see my main thing but like right we were pretty invested in it um as far as taking the reins on vocals i think both of us knew we could do it we just didn't have it in our minds that we were going to do it so it was just kind of a shock to be like oh crap we have to figure this out yeah,
4: we weren't really prepared to do it and i think that um for me i i i like when a band has just a singer personally i i like yeah. that a lot uh i mean don't get me wrong i have, there's plenty of bands i love uh that have guitar players singers bass players singers they're great but um you know when this started it was like UK too, like I'm in my brain. I was like, yeah, uh, I want, uh, I want a lot up there. I want someone who's out of control. <laughs> who's got no nothing <laughs> holding them down.
2: <laughs> you know? Well now, so there, there was a de- there was a decided on direction of no heads before, like in your conversations, as you were writing, we want the band to sound like this. Is that how this came about? Uh, I
4: think Chris had a lot of that idea and he had a decent amount of like, uh, bones of songs ready to go because the, the phone call i got was hey i want to start a uk 82 band i think that you're a good fit for this can you help me out and i was like yeah
3: I, that's right <laughs> up my alley i know how to do that yeah i think i said yeah exploited partisans blitz yeah you win
4: <laughs> do you want to play in a band that you love all the bands up like, yeah of course <laughs>
2: Well that first record, uh, pressure cracks, you put that out. What was that out on uh it's not what's the label? Not is it not it's not grave mistake, right? It's uh six, six feet under six feet under that's what I think is what's his name? Mr. Sausage, isn't Mr. that his Sausage, label? Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> 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 fucking Daddy Disneyland. <laughs> Which is a nice it's a nice fit for no heads, but well hold on, I got too far ahead of myself. I what, what is no heads? Tell me about the name No Heads. What's is, is the hyphen necessary?
3: The hyphen is absolutely necessary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a, a double
4: it's a it's a you, you can it's a multi multi meaning name if I if I can Yeah. Chris, yeah, it's a multi meaning name. Go
2: ahead,
3: bud. What what do name. you think it means? What, what do I what do I think it know? means? Yeah, what it, is what, Mr. Crowley, what do you think it means?
2: Oh, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I have no idea. Um I mean I could I could make guesses. But uh, they'd all be wrong and ridiculous. So, so why don't you just tell right. me. Uh,
3: let me? Hold on, one sec.
2: Chris can't remember it. He wrote it down in his journal. <laughs> no, I took it.
3: There's this famous book. Yeah. Skinhead by Nick Knight. It's all photos of skinheads and like diagrams of like what skinheads are and like skinhead yeah. fashion. Yeah. Uh, pretty nerdy shit. And uh, like skinheads. Yeah. And there's this whole thing. It's like, how do skinheads hair look? What <laughs> kind of music do they listen to? Um, but there's it's a the part. Head
4: for It's a skinhead for dummies book. Chris was yeah. like, I'm going to start this band. It's from the UK too. I'm going to be a skinhead. Let me get this book quick. I'm just gonna- <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I like that the
2: paragraph <laughs> on hair is longer than a, it's, it's a paragraph. It's longer than a sentence.
3: Yeah. It's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's a part where there's like slang terms that people called skinheads. And one of them was no heads and that's where I with the hyphen yeah with the hyphen but then taking that into the more like punk anti-authoritarian view we kind of morphed it because then we also have a song called No Heads without the hyphen see that's why I had to ask the question people even more yeah yeah No no Heads of State
2: yeah cut them out goodbye do (laughs) do you feel like do you feel like people get it no (laughs) They don't need to get it. Who
4: cares? Yeah, I mean I mean I think I think that there are definitely groups of people who do get it. Uh you know, we live in a time when um the subculture has had so many books and documentaries that like if you are really, really into it and you have the books and you're reading about it and you Dive into knowing every nook and cranny of it. You're and you you hear a band called No Head. You're like, oh, okay, Yeah. No.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a cool name too. I do too. I do too. So it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. And I, and I think it is better if the hyphen is required. Like I like the hyphen required. Yeah, yeah. Chris gets so
4: upset whenever anyone makes a flyer or a poster <laughs> with our name, and he's like, hyphen. Where's the hyphen? <laughs>
2: Demand more money when they do that. If, uh, uh, uh,
4: any of you promoters out there are listening, get it right.
2: <laughs> Don't forget that hyphen. Do you feel like I mean, both you guys kind of have a little bit of a built-in audience starting a band like this. Were you able to use that to your advantage and uh, get it out to the, the people that you knew right away would like it? Like no heads, if no heads starts without being who you guys are in other bands. Do you think you're I- able to get as much attention? I think that's uh, it's a loaded question. It is.
3: That's what I do. Josh is a street punk legend. He left. He's, he, he
2: left. He's
3: I'm said, not. I'm not, fuck this. Uh, I'll just say Josh is a street punk legend. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, all you need to know. I think, I think that
4: it 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 helped, um, but I don't think that it was. I I think that we try not to use it, uh, you know, as our only like it's not like it's not like our other band name logos are above that name so
3: it's like buy these records if you like you know right right um i mean just from being in bands for so long though i mean we just have connections with people it's not necessarily based on clout of our previous bands but just we just know a lot of people right but that's usually how it works it's it's,
2: a lot of it is who you know once you get to a certain point but but i i to you guys credit i don't i don't see you saying ex members of current members of any of that shit I mean,
4: some of the early promotion stuff for the records had had like stuff saying gotcha. about Paris mindset members and I, I i personally liked it more of being like here are these two bands from two different time periods of two parts of this subculture that don't really belong together right in the, that's i like that part of it uh that's always what was kind of the attraction, as far as putting those names beside each other, because I I kind of like the idea of making people scratch their heads a little bit.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, I know both is- of these bands, but <laughs> you're seeing, putting them together which sounds interesting. That's a good point. That's a good point. And I I think
2: I think it wouldn't make sense to me if I didn't already know Chris and know his his uh you know past all the music before mindset of the bands sure. and better Noir, decontrol. I mean- like I think if I didn't know you, I would think what the hell are they doing together but
3: if anyone like actually listens to mindset though i mean on the cover of the one mindset record i'm wearing a fucking barooker shirt right so like obviously (laughs) i like this kind of shit yeah yeah well you 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 do and you've been playing it for a
2: long time um but this this record or to the oppressor cracks i'm sorry came out 2019 six feet under records like we mentioned and uh, were you guys able to do much on that? Was there any touring? Was there any, I don't know. I don't know where you went or what you did because that came out in a weird time where everything shut down within a year. So I don't know what no heads
3: got to experience we then. To, we didn't really get to do a whole lot. Yeah, we were kind of just picking up steam before COVID because we did a little tour in the summer of 2019, which went pretty well. To 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 back it up.
4: Real quick on you, Chris. Uh,
3: Just put
4: it out there. We didn't play, I don't think we played our first show until we had, like, until 2019. Is that right? Yeah, it was
3: January 2019.
4: Yeah, so, like, we played, we hadn't played a a live show until January 2019. So it was year one for the band actually playing shows and a record. And then um, a roll closed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think we've only played like 12 shows yeah maybe a dozen shows we did like a few shows between uh pennsylvania and like york and harrisburg and then richmond's shows and then we did a short run to the uh fuck you we roll okay fest and then we did uh florida we played the we are the punks festival in florida and That's it. <laughs> got COVID and the world closed
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> but now you're back And I feel like this this record Not only to me But it seems like to other people It seems like it's a surprise that Concrete and Steel Is being released in what like Two, three days, a couple days here
1: well,
3: <laughs> Yes, it's being released this Thursday April 14th I don't know when this is going to come out but I'll try to get it out before then but... uh, what's, Why is it a surprise then?
2: Because I didn't see anything about it That's all because I didn't know, and I feel like you just made a like a, an Instagram post the other day saying, "Oh, like by the way, we got this record coming out." But that's also <laughs> that's the way I that's the way I get my uh, information these days, you know. So well, so uh, within the No
4: Heads family here, uh, yeah. we love to argue. Um, we love to fight with each other, especially about how to release records and how to do these types of things. And the truth is, is we tried to hold out for the actual records to be in our hands.
0: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news,
4: before we even announced it hmm.
2: um
1: why didn't you uh
4: because you're close are just manhouse we were on, we, we wanted to release this
3: in jan i think january is that correct chris yeah we were this- supposed to have the records at the end of january
2: well i did see there was like a test press posting like back in like december or something yeah so there was so there, so it shouldn't be a total
3: yeah, there's been a couple su- subtle hints. Yeah. We posted the test presses. We posted a little snippet of a song, like a little video. Uh, yeah, but... The surprise, it's not
4: like... I feel like in 2022, there's no, like... With the way that people listen to music, like, you could put a full album out and people would be excited. And you could put one song out and people would be excited. It does, yeah. like, I, I feel like the consumption is that quick. Uh, but it's the truth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. When I listen to uh, to music now, it has to be. I, I try to listen to the full albums, right? That's why I like to listen to music. But I have to put them. I have to like if I'm listening to them in Spotify or whatever. I have to tag them, and so I remember them, or else I'm gonna I'm gonna forget all about it, right? And uh, so I agree, and I think it's it's decent the way you're releasing it, and the but it's but it's just it's just two songs, right? Two songs. That's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> A legit single. A legit single. And it's your own record label, right? Yeah. Pressure Press?
3: That's right. That's right.
2: How did you decide to go that route?
3: Uh, great
4: question. I feel like I pushed that one pretty hard.
2: Because um,
4: why not? Yeah, it's kind of like, why not? It's like, it, it's the same thing. You go back to being like what you were in. Like, you don't need, like, what does a label do for you at this point? that's not like a major label they're, they're going to do the same thing that you can do um and that's no like you know I, I think small labels are great um i think they do a lot of cool things but I, it's also the same thing as like i can put on bandcamp too you know like, yeah. i have that ability i'm able to send the recordings to a pressing plant as well i think you know what we don't get is you know you don't get like those labels where people just buy the records because they have trust that made that connection and that trust with that label. So,
3: yeah. yeah. Now, but, but I don't, I mean, I don't know how much of a thing that is these days as it was when we were growing up.
4: No, I mean, I think
3: it's, it's not quite
4: as much, but like, I feel like uh, I can't even think of the name of the label, but I know if I saw it, I'd be like, go oh, that one.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd totally say there's definitely labels that people buy based on, or people sure. record, buy records based yeah, on like, just being like,
4: i know that like if beach impediment puts a record out that it's 90 percent likely that it's good like i, yeah. tr- I trust that guy that he's going to put something good out you know like a sure. label like that and you know and you know even like uh in our when we were younger like if charge records put a record out i, I was buying that fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> Do
2: you remember ending up with any particularly shitty records
4: yeah, tons. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of bad bands at that time.
2: Well, I feel like this comes up a lot in, in a lot of these conversations I have, particularly with people like our age. Is uh, is that's the way you know you used to buy a lot of music without hearing it, and it was on thanks lists and based off of the label and based off of I don't know word of mouth. And uh, that's not necessarily the case anymore for, I guess, I assume that's not the case anymore for younger people, but because you don't have to, you simply just don't have to, you can check it all out. You before just, You buy. It. You can just listen to it. You don't even have to buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I, th-
3: I still, I think young people use the, uh, on Spotify, the. The recommended. Recommended have- artist, what yeah. other people are listening to. I think that's pretty, I mean, it's the same thing, just in a different format. I hope so, you do. I yeah, I, I I still do it, yeah. Um,
2: there's got this... well, that's and I, that's that's a way that I'll figure out. Like I'm I'm not in tune with what's happening with street punk music, right? I know No Heads because because I know you, Chris. Because I know I know I like it already. I know I like Pressure Cracks, but like I'm gonna go to No Head's Spotify page and I'm gonna look at who you're playing with. Well, I saw you guys are playing with Slaughter Boys. I know nothing about Slaughter Boys, so I'm gonna listen to them. Like it's you know it's just a whole different way of doing it now, but it works exactly the same. Was there ever the consideration of not releasing a record, like just doing it digitally.
3: Other members of the band uh, inquired about that, <laughs> and I was like pretty stern that I wanted physical copies.
4: Yeah. Uh, I, I flip flop on that. that really?
3: Yeah.
4: Because I, yeah, it's the like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to like, because the old man, he's like, I need a goddamn record. I have to have it in my hand. But the other part is me like, I really just want people to hear it. At the end of the day, I just want people to hear it. So, like, if if that means putting it out digitally to get it to people quicker, like, cool. Because it, you know, not to put anything out there, like, you know, we have a, a st- we have probably a triple LP worth of material ready, ready to go behind <laughs> it. And it kind of breaks my heart a little bit to think that like we have to wait like another twelve months for a record plant because. They're so backed up to put a, to put more music out. That kind of it's a bummer. Yeah. It's also a bummer that you can't get it pressed.
2: And, you know,
4: it's like you damn if you do, damn if you don't, you know, like it, it stinks that like you also because of how fast the world turns, music out that like if we don't put something out within six months, then we're like, real hard not know that. So people probably think that now. Oh, they're, they're still a band. They
2: probably you know, think like, like me, they're surprised.
4: <laughs> right. <I'm> surprised. Oh, <laughs> still a band You play shows. Oh, we forgot that the world closed for two years, and some people actually stayed inside.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, for the last two years, I stayed inside, and because I I found that I loved working from home, right? It was, was something I never I never had the opportunity to do before, and then it, once I once I did it, I was like, holy shit, this is insane! And uh, I used that time to listen to my records, and you know, like I one by one made made a spreadsheet, made sure to listen to every single thing. It's, I've been, look, I did that with the, with the records that took me like seven months or something. And I'm like a year and a half in on CDs still, like Holy still, God. still going through. And it's so like, and, but, and, 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 I'm, and I'm buying and I'm buying more all the time. Right. Right. Uh, so I don't, I don't know, I guess I'm saying that to say, I don't know how much it matters to me. If it doesn't come out on record, but if it does, I'm gonna buy it. Right? Like I'm still gonna listen to it either way. But sure. if it's stuff I like, I am gonna buy it. And I don't know if that's the case for. I don't know who 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 does the same thing. I guess.
3: I mean, I think if the vinyl delays are gonna be a continual thing, you know, how does it catch
2: up? I mean, how do we ever catch up on that? Yes.
3: Yeah. I mean, maybe we alter that plan for the next record, but I'm not yeah. trying to
2: talk you into anything. No, <laughs> <I can't, laughs>
3: I mean, it's, uh, I think this is just like
4: how, you know, like sometimes you're forced to evolve. You know, not everyone yeah. wants to change, but like if you want to survive, you got to adapt.
1: Yeah.
4: Is this the first time either of you have been in a band that's self-releasing a record? No. No. I think I've been on more self-released records than I have been on re- like officially
3: released records. So you, <laughs> So you can go into this with some confidence. You know what you're doing at least. I think so. I don't know. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we're in a really good position just because, again, going back to people we know and we have yeah. friends who are going to help distribute it right, and get it out there where it's yeah, not like, like us selling them from our band camp or something.
4: Yeah, I mean, Refuse is helping us again and Grave and Mistake is helping us. Like, that's it's a big deal. It means a lot.
2: Yeah, for the people that will be listening, uh, Grave Mistake Records is doing the online for U.S., right? And like you just said, refuses is doing Europe. Yep, right. And that's where they'll be available starting the 14th? Correct. A Thursday, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys know, but it's supposed to be Fridays, um, even though it used to be Tuesdays. What are you doing? You're breaking the rules. For release dates? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <just> fuck them. <laughs> but why Thursday, though? What's the significance of April 14th? Is that Thursday? Is that Thursday? Everyone clicked. Uh, every, yeah, everybody. Is. I think we all. Yes, yeah, the fourteenth. Oh, yeah. I, don't
3: know, I I asked Alex, and that's what he said. So <laughs> I don't know.
4: Fourteenth just feels good. Good. Well, well you got
1: good.
3: I was just gonna say we're so we're starting a little like weekend dish tour with Slaughter yeah. Boys, which like you mentioned, and that's like two weeks before it starts. So that's why I wanted to have it out just so people could. Hear the songs before the tour, before the shows. Yeah, and I,
2: that's where I was heading next. Uh, the short one was slaughter boys. It's uh, it's just four four dates, I think. And is, is, the, is this the first shows for No Heads since the pandemic? I know you were supposed to have one in Harrisburg, and it didn't happen. Yeah,
4: this would be our first like legitimate show since the since 29th.
3: February twenty twenty.
2: Yeah,
4: February twenty twenty is the last time we played a show.
2: Or you guys mentioned a couple times that you live pretty far apart. I don't know where Matt lives at this point. how many? Wait, wait a second. I think how many members are in the band at this point?
3: So me and Dave, the other guitar player, live in Richmond. That's there's that's, another
2: one. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it. Yeah.
3: and, and then Matt and Josh live in Central PA. I didn't know where but, Matt was
2: at these days. I know he was in Baltimore for a little bit, so I didn't know where he ended up now.
3: So I want to touch on
4: uh, Dave, our other guitar player, for a minute. I want to
2: <laughs> okay, on. please do. Uh,
4: So this will be our first release with Dave uh, on the recording, which is pretty exciting. I actually meant to bring it up in conversation the other day with him. So it's kind of cool that uh, that is happening. Uh, And Pressure Cracks was just um, Chris, Matt, and I uh, in the studio doing everything, kind of like even like writing lyrics in the studio and like finishing it up. So that's cool. Uh, We had talked about a second guitar player briefly uh as a band before dave joined the band and we were going to play our first show and chris was like hey my friend russian dave is gonna come and play lead guitar like uh okay cool and he just like showed up with him that day (laughs) and like never met this guy before he called him russian dave he shows up with this chip tooth and like an Adidas tracksuit, I was like, oh, this guy's Russian. I say, was he at least Russian? <laughs> he sounds Russian. Sounds Russian. <laughs> he looks Russian. We played the set, never practiced before. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. Play. <laughs> he rips. He's great. Uh, I bet it was three months that I didn't realize that Dave wasn't Russian. <laughs> Just a dude from New England. <laughs> why, why is he called Russian Dave? he loves Russia. <laughs> Fair enough. so yeah i just wanted to share that little story of sometimes <laughs> how this band functions hey we're gonna do this oh hey See, this yeah that's what i mean so you guys are
2: even <laughs> surprising yourselves sometimes yeah once in a while you've got a low bar for surprises that's why you don't think you're surprising <laughs> anybody uh, <Yeah. laughs> well the uh the, the two songs on this ep sound i think a bit different from most of pressure cracks uh, a lot more melodic. I know that stuff's all in pressure cracks too, right? But um, am I do you, do you agree with me? Am I wrong? Oh, no, you you're right.
1: That? Yeah,
4: you're on point. Uh, I think after we did that, it was fun, and we knew how to do it. You know, like we love that stuff. So it was. I don't know. It kind of came naturally. Um, and I I don't remember how the conversation came up. Because you know, like when you're doing UK2 kind of stuff, like a lot of music talk is like you know, Parsons exploited, you know, crime, like you're talking about all these bands, and then uh, someone was like, Oh, I love the Clash, and I was like, Wait a second, I love the Clash too, <laughs> <laughs> and then and I was like, And it was like, Oh, hey, and then and, and then it's, another dude was like, Clash is one of my favorite bands, and then all of a sudden, all fours like, Yo, the fucking Clash are the greatest band on the planet. Why don't we play more like the Clash? You know, fuck this. Let's go. You know, no glass ceiling, you know, no ceilings. Let's push it. And, you know, it wasn't kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't fuck Street Punk, fuck UK 2. It was, we can do this. Let's take it to another level. You know, like, let's push ourselves. Why stay in the box if we can play out of it? Yeah. I hope I answer that, uh, okay, Chris.
3: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I I think uh sometimes that's to our detriment because we like overthink stuff and spend Absolutely. too much time on stuff when we could just be like yo this is good let's put this song out um but yeah i and i i think once dave joined the band too uh i he's a way more talented musician than all three of us put together yeah uh, they
4: the <laughs> stupid great musician and you know like dave dave um helped this band tremendously you know like everyone has like their great um what they bring to the table and i think what i don't mean to interrupt you chris no Uh, i think what like what makes no heads right so well is that like chris brings a lot of like the the meat of a song he brings like here's this riff here's this idea um and so he's got that he's got a little bit of melody he's got a riff and he'll bring it to the table and uh I'll come in, I, I like a lot of the arrangements and a lot of like, let's find this hook, and Dave Dave really can find, like, Dave, Dave finishes out what Chris and I can't verbally say. He's always got that like, and then let's do this. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. And he pushes Matt uh, a lot too, whereas like, on that Pressure Cracks record, I just kept yelling, play like the Ramones, and Dave was like, hey, let's do it like, you know, give me give me a beat that I can like groove to like, you know, and he'll stand there him and Matt will go at it for, I've watched them go at it for quite some time. You're like, okay, they're going to get it. They're going to get somewhere, but this is a cool beat. So it's a, it's a nice refreshing circle when you step back from it.
2: Is this, is these two songs on concrete and steel an indication of what's to come for the rest of no heads?
4: I would say, so. I mean, I think that everything, you know, like, for me, when I go back and I listen to a lot of that UK 2 stuff, if you listen to a lot of those bands, you know, a lot of them progress, some for best, some for the worst. Right. You know, I would like to think that people understand that people, that bands do that, you know, but I think that's the sound it's going towards, and I think uh, when Chris and I talk a lot about, like, street punk bands that we love, you know, like, we look at, uh, like, Oxymoron I think is a great example, like, that band pushed boundaries for that genre, you know? So I kind of like, for me, that's why I look at the bands like that. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be simple. It can be a little uh, off cuff.
2: Well, where do you, where do you feel like you can take no heads in the foreseeable future? Like within the limitations of whatever punk rock has. Just in general or musically or? Everywhere. In general, musically, geographically, I don't care. Whichever way you want to take it. I think that we could take it anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think...
4: it's 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 an honest answer. I think that anybody with any punk band can take it wherever they want. As long as they're willing to put in the work because there's such a community that as long as you treat it right and you, you know, you treat punk and music and the movement itself the way that it's treated you when you found it, that it will treat you well back so if you want to travel the world and be in a band can do that you might not be the most comfortable
2: living but you could uh, so you two are both proof of doing that right uh i guess yeah (laughs) you've (laughs) both done it right haven't you
4: yeah i mean but i think that it's more than just being in a band like i feel like a lot of times uh people forget that that punk is more than just uh music you know it's Mm -hmm. like the ideals behind it you know like I think that Chris and I are definitely living proof of that. You know, like we're going to do what we want uh, by our own rules. And sometimes that means like it's not always the easy path, but we're going to do it because it's the way that we want to do it. Yeah. i putting out our own record. Right. Yeah. Uh, 40 year old men putting out their own record like they're teenagers. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Hey,
2: it's more responsible now than ever, you know?
4: Yeah. I mean, it just you, you make it for what it is.
2: You know, do you you guys uh, find? I I like to ask this question to people that have been playing music for a long time, and uh, I think the answer is usually the same. Do you guys find find it more enjoyable now being in a band than when you were younger?
3: Like, are you able? Are you able to enjoy it now more? I guess that's the question. Oh man! I mean, I've always enjoyed it. I'm just and going back to our earlier conversation and your last question. You know, my big thing, and I know. I can speak for Josh on this too. Like, we just want to play shows, man. Not playing a show for over two years is like, oh, cool. I've never done this in 20 plus years, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's so I'm, just, I'm super excited to just hang out with my friends and play music. I mean, I think it's, I think that your question is, uh, uh,
4: you know the say it back to make sure I'm understanding your question is it more enjoyable now than I was when I was younger? Is that what you're asking?
2: I'm asking if you if you enjoy it more now, if you appreciate it more now than when you were younger. I, I, I definitely appreciate it more because you know, you don't know when you're
4: 18 years old, you don't know what you're doing. Um, yeah, I, there's a you know, I was, I got, I, you know. Luckily for me, I was able to play a show in February. And uh, it was the first time that I had gotten like really nervous before flying a show in a very long time, setting up and putting all my gear, getting all my gear situated. And I got my bass on, I'm tuning it. And I sit it down because I got to go off, you know, I go off stage before we go on. And, and right, right before I go off to go off stage, I turn around and I was like, oh, there's people here. <laughs> like, there's, like, it's not just, we're not just at practice anymore. Like there's an actually a crowd. And I got to the side of the stage and my, I was like having a small panic attack. <laughs> Pretty awful. <laughs> but it was, uh, But you know, once it got up there, it was like, this is awesome. And halfway through the set, uh, I try anytime playing a, a, a show, um, trying to be like this. This is fucking cool. I'm fucking up here. I'm doing a yeah. show. I'm playing for fucking people. People enjoy this. Lucky me. You know? Perspective. You know, I could be any. I could be, you know, I could do anything. I'm lucky to be even alive. So, yeah. I guess I do enjoy it more. Yeah, that's that's where
2: I was going. Um.
4: I don't like the other stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, forget the Jaden stuff. Just the more the... the. Uh, I hate the...
4: riding in the van for
2: hours. That just sucks. <laughs>
4: Being away from my dog, my wife, my kid, you know, that's the shit that gets harder.
2: Well, speaking of that, you guys are about to do just that, right? A couple of weeks, you're going on tour with Slaughter Boys. Um, mostly, it's just Northeast, right? It's that's right Philadelphia, yeah. Boston, maybe New York, whatever. I don't, I don't, so it's I don't uh, it's the
4: 27th in DC, okay, at the Pie Shop. It's the 28th at uh, the Fire in Philadelphia. The 29th at Auto Shrunk Ahead in New York City. And the 30th at the Haverhill Amvet Motorcycle Chopper Show.
2: <laughs> did you do that off your head or are you reading there? Because no, I did off it, my head. Very, very <laughs> well done. Very well. And the record comes out April 14th. Pressure. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Chris and Josh of No Heads. The song you just heard was "Pressure" off of their 2019 "Pressure Cracks," which came out in Six Feet Under Records, and I believe is still available most places. If you know where to buy cool records, you can find that. It reminds me; I might need to find that. I don't know if I have a physical copy of that in my record collection, which I need to uh, to do. Anyway, I'm sure I can find that over on Grave Mistake records.com i don't know just a guess but definitely six feet under records but i should go to grave mistake records anyway because there i can also pick up the concrete and steel seven inch which is out now today april 14th so go check that out thanks to the fellows for joining me for that chat i greatly appreciate it and i certainly enjoy the new tunes so that's about it for this one before I go. I want to, once again, encourage anybody who listens to this show to send in your music and make sure I play it on the podcast. I usually will do that on almost every circumstance. There are very few exceptions, and usually it's not because I don't want to. It's because I don't know how to. I don't know how to fit it in. I don't know. It's really long sometimes. It's, it's quiet. That's, that's been the case lately. Um, but I'll figure it out. Eventually, I'll get it in there i uh, got a couple cool episodes in the near future. I hope you'll stick around for that. If this, for some reason, is your first time listening to Getting It Out Podcast, thank you for joining me. I hope you'll stick around and listen to more episodes. Go download all of the old ones, all of them. And uh, you don't have to listen to them. Just do the download so it makes the numbers go up. And uh, that's good with me. All right, so um, again, that's it for this one. I end you with the song from Prayer Group. They're a noise rock band out of Richmond, Virginia. The song is called Spent and it's off of their recently released LP Michael Dose that came out on Reptilian Records, hands down the best noise rock label there is. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Um.